3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Just after five o'clock, Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, with you. A rare night with no NHL hockey. Selfishly, I kind of like it. Right. There's other things to do. If you want to watch other sports, great. I kind of, you know, it's like, hey, now I'm looking forward to the games tomorrow. Little uh, night off. That is great. And then uh, Busy Slate uh, tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, leading into American Thanksgiving on Thursday. And then uh, Friday, obviously, lots of games on uh, Friday. Not many games on uh, Thursday. A few, but uh, lots on uh, Friday as they uh, want to uh, kind of capitalize on American fans uh, going out to games. Uh, there's actually no games on uh, Thursday. Now that I double check, there's 14 tomorrow and then 15 on uh, Friday. So there you go. I don't. Uh, I will say, hey, if you, if you can arrange to have no games twice in one week, you could arrange to have no games on the Hockey Hall of Fame night. Like, isn't the Hockey Hall of Fame night maybe more important to your league than American Thanksgiving? I don't know, like, or at least equal to it. Just a thought, All right? Hey, what about a Canadian holiday? we get anything? Come on. Just an idea. Maybe move free agency, you bastards. I hate it on Canada. I know some of you like it, but I hate it. Let's uh, get to the spec report now, brought to you by GS Construction. Family owned and operated, ready to celebrate their 50th year in business next summer. And uh, they're hiring right now. It's the per- You come in, you're a new employee, you get all the benefits of celebrating a big bash like that. So check it out, indeed.com, and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector uh, joins us once again uh, from the lovely confines of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, where
1: uh, I don't know if you guys, is there any basketball games going on around there tonight? Actually, I did check and the answer is no. Oh, Ooh, that's <laughs> uh, too bad. yeah. I, I checked the UNC anyway. They're not playing at home and that's near here. I suppose a guy could have flied out to Duke or something, but I don't think I have it in me, man. I'm going to get a bite deep. Just got in rally and uh, get ready to watch those Oilers tomorrow, pal. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, hey, they, they
2: start well and, uh, it th- th- doesn't end well, uh, for them right now. Um, now you were in the building. So maybe TV isn't doing it justice, but, from my vantage point, I saw Connor McDavid score. And then after I saw him score, I saw Connor McDavid skate away from guys. I saw him have a burst of speed through the neutral zone that led to a penalty shot. And I was like, you know what? Maybe even the best player in the world had a little bit of a battle with confidence. And you get that goal and you know, suddenly there's a, an anvil off your shoulders.
1: Yeah, no, it's for sure. I've been talking to Connor McDavid. It seems like every few days here through this whole thing. And I've been a guy that's thought that he is nursing an injury, but he said many times, Hey, our confidence isn't any good. And that includes me. And it is amazing. I asked him, I forget when a few days ago about, you know, us guys like you and me and most of our listeners who put on the gear and go out and skate. Like we'd all kill to be able to have one day of our life to be as good as Connor McDavid. When you're Conor McDavid, how do you lose your confidence? And he just shakes his head. He says, "I don't know. Uh, you know, if I knew how to get it back, I would." <laughs> so, yeah, I saw the same thing. That goal went in on that snipe from the side, and he was a better player the rest of the game for sure.
2: The uh, Oilers start very well. Um, their power play, though, right now, it's like a, it's a momentum sponge. It just it just sucks up the momentum for their team right now. Spec, it's killing them. They get like yeah. they got that power play in the first period. It's two to one, and it was like they gave all the momentum back. And then in the third period, their team is out working Florida. They're creating all these penalties. Great getting power plays and nothing. And and I do wonder if at some point, like for me, I thought the time to do it would have been last game. They had that extended six on five for the delayed penalty. I could have went with the second unit there because usually most teams start their penalty kill with their top penalty kill unit maybe try to switch things up and go with your second
1: unit for 45 seconds. Like it can't hurt. I don't think, can it? Something's got to, I mean, they're, they're just pressing and pressing and pressing. And I get it. When you had the best unit in the national hockey league history, just a scant six months ago, I get how you keep going back to that and pressing the same buttons. And it's amazing. Like that unit is really, really killing them. Uh, if all the different elements that's that's killing them this season, then we could tick them off, pal. That's one that, that could have, you know, and maybe it masked a lot of these problems last year with its success, but it's not masking anything this year. Both the games on this trip, they've been late in a game, down by one, had a power play to tie it up, but they could have gotten overtime, and who knows what happens. And neither time was it even close to scoring. So, yeah. It's it is a sponge, a momentum sponge, and it's a huge source of frustration for this hockey team right now.
2: Oh, gosh, it is. Uh, it's fascinating to see how bad it's gotten right now or how much it's struggling. And now I think like McDavid, you get one goal and all of a sudden it changes, right? Like Leon Dreisaitl is clearly battling some con- You see his body language. Um, you know, he gets robbed by uh Brabovsky in the yeah, slot. Yeah. He actually got a lot of wood on that one, but he yeah. got he got robbed. Great right? Great save. Great save. He gets robbed. Uh, you know, Dry will tell you though, when things are going, he's putting that in, right? Yep. And um, you know, they need him going. But the you know, like they defensive miscues again, Spec. We can go around in circles about offense, whatever, but until they commit do wanting to limit the defensive miscues. Like last night it was shoot from the slot. I, I know that Pickard didn't like the second goal and that's fair, but man, he made a lot of pretty good saves and they just gave up way too many quality chances again.
1: Oh my goodness. They're a, they're a train wreck in their own zone. I mean, they're soft. They they don't know who to check. They you know, the goal you're talking about, it starts behind the net with Bouchard making a really soft play. He gives it away, it gets back to McDavid, he can't get make the right play. Then it ends up on Eckholm's stick, and instead of making a play, Eckholm drills it off of Hyman's rear end. Yeah. You know, so they've got the puck in their stick three times and, and two of them are defensemen whose job who's supposed to be pretty good at getting that puck out and I mean, Bouchard's defensive game is, is regressed to the point where he looked like when when they were playing him, when they had him in town that year and played him like 12 games. He's, that's what he looks like defensively. He took a big circle on the, was it the winning goal, the fourth goal? Mm-hmm. You know, he, instead of stopping and hitting the brakes in the slot and finding somebody to check, he takes the big European circle. and I mean, that's not an NHL play, man. That circle, it's not an NHL play and here he is at 200 games and he's making london knights defensive maneuvers like it's not i don't know what's going on with this kid but it is he's so far from being an nhl defenseman behind his blue line right now i can't believe the regression that we've seen
2: i think a less is more could be for him i'm not taking him out of the lineup because uh, he's too good offensively for your team right now but i would consider strongly uh limiting his minutes a little bit and and playing him third pairing minutes And if I have to, you know what? Maybe I move Kulak. I don't know how often he's played the right side because I know it's a risk if you want to move DeHarnay or Broberg up with Ekholm. But, you know, you have to consider something because right now there's a guy who either is lacking all the confidence or whatever it is to to be sound. And I don't expect him to be great. I don't ever need Evan Bouchard to be great defensively at all. I just, you, you want to show that he's competitive. That's it. I don't care. He can make mistakes. He yeah. can lose battles, but at least be in the battle yeah. a little bit more. And yeah. now, but he's not the only issue, but he, he you know, like the echo and play that's brutal. So Bouchard made one bad play. Echo made one bad play. The Broberg was, was just unfortunate more than anything else. I can't remember the last time I ever seen a guy skating backwards and step on a stick and fall down. Like it's luck. You know, when, when, yeah. when things Good aren't luck. going well for you, those are the type of goals that go in against you. And when things are going well, like Florida, those are the goals that go in for you. Um, I do want to look at you know the urgency. Pickard was okay, but Pickard's kind of what we expected. He could make some good saves, but isn't yeah. like he isn't good enough to match Bobrovsky. Like Bobrovsky made some key yeah. saves, many many were big ones. So, like Ken Holland here, you got to pitter patter. Let's get out of here. They got to, they got to, he's got to make a move, man. Spec like I, I don't care if you even have to lose the trade. You've got to make a trade if you want to salvage your season for your team.
1: Yeah, they're they're really at that point. You know, they they fired a coach because you know fifty percent because he couldn't solve the issues, and fifty percent because he was getting too late. That if you waited any longer, it wouldn't have mattered if you fired the coach. So now they've done that, and now we're into goaltending, right? They, they at this point, if they don't make a trade in the next week or ten days or whatever, maybe less than that. Then don't then there's no point making a trade. Like the way this team's playing, man. You know, I don't I don't like what's going on in, in their end. They're confused. And, you know, this is a team that started out with this new defensive system, never figured it out, we got beat eight one the first night of the year, never figured it out under Woodcroft. And then Eckholm says last night, he says, now we've got a new coach, and he's putting his stamp on this thing, and we're making more adjustments. You know, so there they are so lost in their own zone. I mean, that's what takes me to, you know, I know I, people don't like the question to ask Connor and I probably asked it poorly, but at this point in time, instead of trying to win three, two, it ain't working, right? It's not, they're not beating anybody three, two. They're letting in four a night. Maybe they got to concentrate on on being the old orders and getting to five and six because three goals for this team, it is, the way they play defense, you can't score three goals for this team. If they don't get to five, they're not getting even to overtime. This team. So at this point, maybe we should stop talking about the defense for a month or so, and maybe start talking about the offense.
2: McDavid David didn't really like that question though. Last night's back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and this is why. Like, and I uh, listen. Full disclosure, I, I I didn't ask it great, but. I probably – I did. I've asked him that question in the last two days already. That's why I said you like that question. eh? And I'm here to tell you there's two things going on here. I'm running out of questions. It, they're losing the same way every night, Jay. You know, you're a guy that comes to the rink. You're a guy that stands in those scrums and asks questions. And when we're in Edmonton, you'll ask a question. Rich will ask a question, right? You know, maddie will ask a question. I'll ask a question. And they don't get sick of one voice. I'm the only guy on the road here covering a losing team that's asking the questions that matter. The rest of the guys are are web people that they don't ask a question about, you know, they don't, there's no tough question. So I'm in the unfortunate position of being the guy every day for the last two road trips that's asking them. Danny uh Nujiboma was on the last road trip, but he's not here. I'm the only guy. So are they getting sick of Speck asking them questions about why they lost again? You're damn right they are. And yeah. guess what, Speck is getting damn sick of asking them <laughs> why they lost tonight too. We're all getting sick of each other, I'm here to tell you. That's what happens when a team can't win a game and they lose the same way every night. You can shoot the messenger. I got a thick skin, shoot away. But when they go out tomorrow night and give up 5, what are you going to ask them when you get in the dressing room?
2: Yeah, well, it's fair. I would agree like it's at some point like they, they they can talk all they want about they want to be better defensively, but they haven't shown it. So at this point it's fair to question their talk about it. Like the the the, res, the results don't lie. That's just a fact. The results they do, not, do lie. not lie. Right? There has been
1: marginal improvement, if any, defensively yeah. this year. And I would say to you that there's not there hasn't been. Like they just blew two two goal leads. They blew five leads in Florida in two games. Five leads they yeah. blew in two games. Mm-hmm. They were a train wreck in their own zone last night. I mean an absolute dumpster fire in that game. We're 15 games in or whatever you are, and these guys look like it's the second game of training camp and they're still playing summer hockey. Their defensive structure and system is the worst. I've seen it. It's not, it's they're not incrementally getting better. They're incrementally getting worse. Yeah. Last night, every guy in that press box walked over to me and said, Spec, what is going on with your hockey team? And I'm like, hey man, I discover them, they're not my hockey team. But it's unbelievable. People around the league watch this team play, Jay, and they're like, What are they doing in their own zone? Yeah, so it's they got a long way to go, man.
2: Yeah, they're and to me, like you know, firing the coach as I said was you know kind of putting lipstick on a pig. You can do it, but it doesn't solve the deep rooted issues. And I think there's some deep rooted issues there. There's no question. I really believe, spec, they just have to hope that they can tread water for the next five games. Go two, two, and one. I know that the fans might not like to hear that. uh, Three and two would be considered a victory at this point. Because then you have, they play in Winnipeg on the Thursday, the 30th. Then they have the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth off. Right, they don't play again till the sixth. They're at home from December first till the sixteenth, so they can, you know, there's no travel. There'll be zero fatigue. They could actually have three and probably four consecutive days of practice, and I think that's where Knoblock and Coffee will be able to put their stamp on the team. Knoblock even talked about it earlier. Like when you're in the American Laker Junior, you come in as a you can you can put your stamp on the team quicker because you have three four days of practice in a row. Then you play a game. Then you have three four days of practice again. Totally different in the NHL. That that's there's That's really special. That's going to be their season. I'll tell you right now, those five days in December will be the season. They either decide to buy into what the coach is teaching them or they're done. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. And it has, to be, I'm with you. You're absolutely right. They got to get there. They got to win a couple of games before they get there. There's got uh, Eckholm said last night, like he said, you know, uh, we get a two nothing lead. This team's starting great. How many two nothing yes. leads have they had? Yeah. Right. They're, they're a sharp starting team. They start on time. They get a two nothing lead, and Ekholm said, "Like we got to be able to fold back and make them go through five guys to score a goal." He says sometimes they will score on you. It's hockey; they're trying too. But he says, "We it, it, in a blink of an eye, it goes from two nothing to two 2 It's the other teams don't have to work nearly hard enough for their goals. I'll tell you this, Darnell Nurse's game—if he's he has been. Last night, he was brutal. He's got to get better. He's a leader defensively. If he plays like that defensively, the rest of the defense will follow. Uh, it's it's the, There's a bunch of guys individually got to get better, and as a unit and in structure and in, in the way they deploy themselves in the defensive zone, oh, boy, there's a lot of work to get done there, man.
2: Speck, uh, enjoy <laughs> Carolina tonight. Uh, is there is there any good craft beers there?
1: Uh, it's kind of a, a weird little town. Yeah. It's, it's not that big a town Raleigh, you know, no. but there's a couple of cool places. I don't know. I'm on my own. So I don't, exp- you know, I'm going to go get a bite. I, Jay, if, if you were here, we'd have a good fun night tonight. Mm. Uh, when you're out on your own, you know how much fun you're going to have. Right. Yeah. Work church and home, baby. Work church and home. Uh, you know so I've, me.
2: I've had a few fun nights, Speck, uh, that start out alone, and then you never know. You meet people, you have a good time, going to rally. It's probably a good a few conversation pieces. Uh, uh, hey, the, well. the hotel bar always has a few good stories. So I'm open to that. There you go. Have a good one. We'll show you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, then. It's uh, Mark Speck from the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, we'll return uh, DVD. We will uh, talk oof, a former Winnipeg Jet. Not having fun right now. There's a uh, if, if you need if you believe that misery loves company, Oiler fans, you uh, might enjoy the next segment. The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Five twenty nine. Welcome back, Jason Greger, Connor, Halle with you. Sports fourteen forty. It's uh, live in the Ewell Studio. E W E L dot C A for uh, all your electrical needs. Man, they just. Uh, I uh, got a tour of the uh, shop today, and you should see it. It is unbelievable. They got everything in there. They even have storage space. If uh, if you're uh, lacking some right now, waiting for your project to get uh, uh, get started, they can uh, help you out. Check it out: e w e l dot c a. Hey, as uh, we go in the room now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And a big shout-out to uh, Devo, who is uh, on the Canadian Olympic bobsleigh team, uh, currently uh, doing some uh, training, getting set for the uh, the World Cup trials, and then, of course, the Olympic trials. Ooh, World Cup circuit, I should say, and the Olympic trials. So uh, good luck from nextgentransportation.com. As uh, DVD, Derek Van Deest joins us. From uh, NHL.com, of course, covers the Jets, the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Flames. And, uh, man, you're covering uh, four different teams uh, who are in uh, uh, four different spots right now. Vancouver fans are giddy with glee. Uh, Winnipeg Jets fans, pretty excited. Uh, Flames fans are thinking there's hope because Hubert O scored. And Order fans are just like, oh, my God, are we ever going to learn to play defense? It's uh, There's no shortage of stories, DVD. I do want to talk, though, about the Jets. And, you know, a former Winnipeg Jet and Patrick Line and all the trials that's going on in Columbus being healthy scratch. You no, know, he, the thing about Liney is he's never afraid to say it when he's playing terrible. Uh, you know, he's had some funny lines about himself, but then like you look at Columbus and like you have a coach after 18 NHL games saying it's getting tiresome. And I'm just like, dude, like you've coached 18 games. And second of all, yeah. like you, you, you bench everybody. Eventually, that wears thin, like a benching can happen, but if it happens too often, all of a sudden, I think it loses its ability to grab people's attention.:
4: yeah, it does, and, and it, yeah, it's an interesting situation there in Columbus because line, a, I think wants to play center, so I think they're playing him at the center, but he's not a very good center, so they, so there's a, there's an issue there that he's not playing very well. he didn't like being sat. He obviously said, "Hey, I have really I have, my confidence is an all-time low right now, and you're benching me. That that's not working there. Uh, but you talk about you know tire fires. Columbus has been a, a, a tire fire for a long, long time there, and it started this season when they when they hired uh, Babcock, and then there was the scandal before the season broke. Uh, they had to get rid of Mike Babcock, uh, and it's it just it just nothing seems to it seems to be going right there, um, which is you know you got to wonder." At what point is there going to be a management change in Columbus? Like they gotta, they gotta start thinking about okay, we we may need new direction here. Uh, and yeah, Line is just hasn't been able to to gain traction there. Uh, you know, this is this is a situation where they thought he's got to go play for the Finnish star is going to play for the Finnish general manager. Things are going to work out there, but it, it just it hasn't worked out there at all. And, and Columbus, you talk about teams that are struggling. Uh, they're right down there with San Jose right now. They are really, really struggling to get anything going and, and something's going to come to a head there soon enough. And, and, and you're right. This is a guy, a guy that wasn't supposed to coach this year. He's supposed to come in here, be an assistant, and now he's been thrust into this head coaching role. Uh, and you have to wonder, well, was he ready for that head coaching role, especially with a team like this that, that needs some direction? Uh, and I agree with you, Jason. like, To me, benching is is the last resort. It's something that you try to work with the player, try to work through with the player, uh, and then if it's not working, if he's not listening, if he's not listening to what you're doing, okay, let's sit him down. But, yeah, to to be a healthy scratch, he was not happy yesterday. He's like, what am I going to learn sitting in the press box eating popcorn? Uh, you know, <laughs> that I'm not doing on the ice, like it's ridiculous. So he didn't take it very well at all. And
2: you know what? I respect him for being honest. I'll say that. Yeah. I, people don't, uh, you know, people don't agree with all my opinions, and that's fine. They don't have to. But uh, if someone's honest, I, I'm okay with it. I'm like, I can disagree with it, but I'll be, hey, you know what? I, I give him credit for saying, hey, this is how I feel. And to me, um, I, I can understand where he's coming from, right? I can understand why the coach thinks uh, he needed to do what he did. And uh, we'll see. Usually, though, historically, DVD, uh, your star players win those arguments long term. And uh, right now, I just I look at the GM in Columbus and I just I don't see how it can last much longer. Like there's been turmoil and losing and turmoil and losing outside of the Cinderella upset run over um, Tampa Bay one year. Other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot uh, to get excited about.
4: Well, it's funny because they've already fired a coach. Like, Yarmar Kakelani has already fired a coach. So, I guess maybe Pascal Vincent comes in here and goes, well, he's not going to fire me 20 games into the season. Like, I have a bit of leeway here. Like, can you imagine if, if if they fired two coaches in the first 40 games of the year? Like, what kind of a mess is that? Like, this is something John Davidson and Yarmar have to explain to their ownership. Uh Yeah, we paid that last guy, didn't coach a single game. Uh, so, now you're going to have to pay this guy that we don't think he can do the job Twenty games into the season, so uh, maybe and Vincent thinks, "Hey, what are they going to do? Fire me? They already fired a guy. I, I have some free reign here." Uh, but I-, I just honestly, this thing is 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 a complete dumpster fire, and I really do believe that there's going to be some serious management changes at the end of the season. Ownership was not happy with the Mike Babcock situation. They were not happy the way that he was hired. They were not happy the way it was handled. They were not happy that they had to pay him all this money to not coach their hockey team. So. Yeah, there's going to be some big, big changes. And you know what? You know, the Goudreau thing is not really working out. Uh, I think he's got, what, seven, eight points in 20 games or something like that. Uh, Patrick Lani didn't work out. Um, and no one wants to play in Columbus. No one wants to stay in Columbus. Uh, yeah, that that right there, they have to get things figured out. And it's surprising to me, actually, that Yarmulke has lasted this long in Columbus because you're right. They've had such little success there. They've won one playoff series in the bubble, um, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising that he's been there this long and, and not had the success that, that usually general managers need to kind of stick around a little longer.
2: Do you think Jonathan Huberto is coming out of his funk?
4: I'm not sure. You know, there's something going on with him because I watched that game the other night, and yeah, he, he's he's getting a little better. He's playing a little better. I mean, we were talking about benching. He got sat the third period uh, and, and a game a few yeah. A couple of weeks ago. And he's that responded. That kind of light a fire. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a light a fire under him. But the puck seems to be bouncing off his stick. He's making bad passes. Like, this is a guy that had so much success in Florida. It was one of those things that, listen, he had over 100 points in Florida. And you knew that that was never going to happen again. He's not a 100-point player. He got paid like he was, but he's not a 100-point player. This is, a you know, a guy, 70 to 80-point guy on a good year. So he had one great year. He cashed in on it. He had a terrible season last year. He has trouble getting going this year. They need him to get going. I think he's got some talent and he's got some ability. They do need him to get going. Uh, but it just—he seems to be fighting the puck so much, and and just seeing his struggles now. Like I watch—I'm watching a lot more games, uh Calgary games uh, than I had in the past, or or maybe paying more attention to them. I've watched them before, but now you're really paying attention to what's going on there, and he just seems to be fighting the puck. Uh, if he, but if he can get going, like Calgary now, they're starting to put some things together. They, they, I think they got points in nine of the last eight or the last nine games or something like that. So they're starting to put together a little bit of a run here. They're starting to get together, but they're going to have to come to a point where they say, they still have those U- UFAs out there. Are we going to keep these guys? Or are we going to move these guys? So they're going to have to get to a head. Uh, and it's going to come up, up close here. And I think in December, maybe at the Christmas break, they're going to have to reevaluate that team and say, do we go for it? Or do we have to kinda of start again? But they gotta they're gonna to have to need him to get going because he's he's a big ticket. He's gonna be there for a long time. Uh and if they're gonna rebuild, uh they're gonna to have to rebuild around him and Nazem Kadri. I would agree he's
2: not a hundred point player, but I would say he's pretty like the prior like with his hundred point season from a four year span prior to his signing in Calgary. Last year, he was a fourth high-scoring player in the NHL with 346 points, right? Like, I don't expect him to be 115 points, but he should be an 80 to 85-point guy. And last year was terrible, and he does have five points in his last three games. And if I was a Flame fan, I'd be like, oh, my God, maybe. Just maybe. Like, And he also has nine shots. I think that's the other thing. Like, that guy wasn't – he was scared to shoot almost at times. So if he gets – like any team – if one of your big guys gets going, all of a sudden you're going to play better. As Derek Van Deese joins us, and that's DVD. I watched Connor McDavid last night, and when he, he scored from a really difficult angle, like that's a hard goal to score. He scores yep. it, and after that, now maybe I'm wrong, but man, he looked faster. We saw him draw the penalty shot. He exploded, comes out of the turn, he anticipates a play, boom, he's down the wing, he blows by the guy. They have to trip him to to get a penalty shot, and Connor McDavid looked like you know he kind of had found something there and if all of a sudden Connor mcdavid's speed and confidence is back well that's going to be a huge boost because the owners desperately need it and their power play might need it even more
4: yeah well was your heart in your throat when he went slamming into the boards after he got tripped on that breakaway like he went in pretty hard into the boards and then he's holding his shoulder like this and you're like oh my god but he went like he couldn't defend himself good thing he was okay but when he got tripped on that breakaway i was like oh my god he just slammed in the boards really hard but yeah he did look really he looked a lot better uh, last night. So I think, like I said, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I really do think whatever he pulled in his back is bothered him. Maybe it's getting better now, but he just didn't seem to have that that acceleration where he separated from guys, where he was taking the puck in his own den and just blowing down the wing and blowing past everyone. He hasn't seemed to be able to do that. He might be getting better right now. But, yeah, obviously that was his best game in a long, long time. But, you expect that from a guy like Connor McDavid. And, and then unfortunately the owners can't put it all together. Like they get a good game from their fourth line. You know, Derek Bryan scores a couple of goals and the, and the top line does nothing. And then they get a decent game from their top line. And then the bottom gap doesn't do anything defensively. Uh, as Mark Spector said earlier when he was on that, that was just a shambles of uh, just, uh, just that, uh, you know, just, uh, what they, what you call it, a uh, fire drill defense. Like they, everyone's just running around. No one knows. to take and and there's there's absolutely no seems to cohesion organization in the back end there um but they just have to get it all to come together i don't think the owners are that far off i think they're there they're off to great starts they're holding leads and it's almost like there was a time where where you're just expecting something to go wrong with edmonton like you're expecting okay they're playing well things are going well they're cruising something's gonna go wrong here and you almost get the sense that team feels that okay at what point is something gonna go wrong? At what point are we gonna get a bad break or a bad bounce or a bad call or or, or something's gonna happen that turn, turn turns the tide in this game. And I, I feel like they're playing like that right now. They don't play that confidence. This team last year they're up two nothing. That game's over. Two nothing, two you know, three nothing. They they keep rolling and now they're just waiting for something to happen. So uh it's a good sign that Connor McDavid is, it looked really good. Um I you know you look at this team and I still think if they get, they can get to around 500 before the Christmas break, they're still around there because like, you got to get to that 500 mark and work your way from there. Uh, but it was a good sign. Conor McDavid looks like he's, he's, he's looking a lot better. He's looking a lot faster. Uh, but yeah, they, the owners have, have a lot of holes to plug. And they just need it all to come together, and and it has not all come together yet.
2: Oh God! And it's got to come together soon. DVD. And I really think, to me, all the focus shifts to their GM. He's got to do. He's got to make a move here. If you don't get your team another goaltender, you're not doing your job. I don't care how hard it is. Do your job. Get a
4: goalie. You have to. That's just. I agree. It's I the agree. Reality of the situation. Well, you're absolutely right. But who's calling the shots, Jason? Is it is it Der- is it uh, Kenny Holland? Is it Jeff Jackson? Well, is both of them. Hoffey, to me, it's a team. French I don't care who it is.
2: Yeah. Uh, who, yeah. Who's yeah. ever That's calling right. the shots?
4: yeah so, so they you're right they have to help their team out and how many times have been in, have they been in this situation before where you're like this is a pretty good team but if they could just get a goalie uh you know they they might help them and so the problem is, is that they everyone knows they need a goalie everyone knows that they're kind of hamstrung here everyone knows that they're up against the cap and everyone knows that they don't have much in the system as ways of of trading something they don't have a young coming up and coming star Waiting in the wings, coming up, so they they have what they have. They have draft picks. Pretty much is the only currency they have right now. And so, if I'm Jeff Jackson and I go, okay, well, Ken Holland's not going to be my GM next year. Uh, we've already committed, you know, three and a half, three point two five million dollars to Connor Brown, who doesn't have a point yet. Um, like what like what are we going to do here? So, how much rain? How much freedom does Ken Holland does have to make a move that will affect the team's future? when he's probably not going to be here in the future. So, uh, but you're right. They got to help this team out. And I'm sure they're begging them to say, please help us out. Please find us a goaltender and we can start from there.
2: Yeah. Well, gotta do something, man. They're going to have to do something. DVD. Appreciate it, my man. We'll chat with you next Tuesday.
4: That was good. Thanks for having me on.
2: So uh, Derek Van Vandese from uh, NHL.com he does a great job covering all for the, uh, the Western team. So uh, check out uh, his stuff at NHL.com. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, with you. A con man's got a new hat on. We're going to ask him about that uh, when we return on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live at Owners Nation YouTube. We return on a Tuesday afternoon on Sports 1440. Lots of text coming in in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: 833-401-1440. We'll get to uh many of those, but uh first uh Connor Halley uh in studio. Uh con man, it's uh it's Tuesday in fantasy football and uh uh do the char- is there any receivers the Chargers can go get on the waiver wire <laughs> that can catch a ball? No, no well, maybe they could make it maybe the, ch- the Chiefs and the Chargers should shade receivers <laughs> because uh you know the Chiefs it's funny. As bad as the Chargers have been, I don't know it was only the one recent uh miscatch, but uh or drop, I should say, to put it correctly. The uh, Chiefs leading the NFL in drop passes. Again, cost them a game last night.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, Mahomes and Herbert need to take a little bit off the the uh, pass. Just lighten it up, make it a little easier. Yeah, Marquez Valdez gambling. That one, you know, post right down the middle. I think it was Tyree Kill went out and said it's tougher to catch, you know, in the darkness with those lights. You got to make that grab. That was in your hands going to the ground. He has to find a way to bring that one in. And it wasn't the only drop in that game. There were more. I think Patrick Mahomes leads the league. 20 dropped passes statistically. Uh, probably could say a little bit more than that. I think the stats makers are being a little... A little uh, lenient there with what we call a drop, but certainly it was tough. For the Chargers, Joshua Palmer should be returning soon from injury, so that's good news for them. But outside of Keenan Allen, certainly some issues at the receiver position. Uh The AFC West, it's like the Broncos. Are they the, the most loaded team at receiver right now with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, who seems to be making outrageous catches every week? It is uh, a certainly a, a tough one for Herbert and Mahomes with their receivers, letting them down, chances to win games.
2: Yep. It, uh, it's not good, Cons uh, Hey, what's that new hat
0: you got going there? What's on it? Oh, well, hold on Let me take a sip for my new mug as well <laughs> Oh, <geez>. mm. <laughs> That's a new Ewell hat Oh, yeah Oh, jeez Nice little soft hat, eh? Yeah, yeah, very comfortable uh, Last time we got new hats here I jumped for the white hat And then was reminded how it can get a little bit dirty So this time went for the, the black one it's, uh, it's a good look They do great work at Ewell
2: Oh, well, yeah, it's fantastic. I like it. Um, they're actually, uh, I spoke to uh, Dave today. They're uh, they are coming up with a package for Month of Giving. Quite excited. And actually, I just got another email today. Our, our Month of Giving packages, man, I'm always amazed at how many people want to help out with. Uh, and, and just so anybody, the listeners know, all the packages we get are 100% donated. And all the money we raise, one hundred percent goes to the charity. And we have some amazing packages. Um, Legacy Heating—they're uh, donating another furnace, which is unreal. Like I know, lots of times people—and you know what—we've had text saying, "Hey, Gregor, are you doing a furnace? I'm thinking on buying one, but if you're doing one in December, I'll wait because then I know the money goes to charity, which is awesome. And that's—and uh, that's what we do. So uh, we we have quite a few uh, good packages. We'll have the Pyramid of Giving again on Fridays, uh, starting with the first Friday for the Holiday Hamper on December first. And, uh, have a few new packages this year. Uh, one for, for any Oiler fan who, like, if you want to show your diehard Oiler fan, there's the one package that, uh, you'll be able to show it every time. You know, whether you have it in your, uh, in your, in your games room or in your fan cave or maybe you have it out on, uh, uh, you know, some people like, you know, they've turned their garage into place. Lots of guys that don't have TVs in their garage. That's kind of like their, uh, you know, their own little haven. Maybe you got it out at your, uh, your patio, your deck, some, a, a really cool handmade oiler uh, table and chair set that I think is, uh, people are going to be like, ooh, that is pretty classy. So we have one of those and, uh, we have lots of other things. Uh, we'll put those up, uh, online each week starting, uh, next Thursday for the first week. And, uh, because of course, uh, month of giving begins next Friday, December 1st. So. Well, uh, will shall see. So thanks for everybody. And, uh, we're still looking for, uh, one or two. Uh, I have about one more day, I think, to, uh, to fill out. So we always look for some pretty big packages. So if you have one, if you'd like to help out, you can email us gregor at sports1440.ca and, uh, and get back to you and we can chat about, uh, coming up with something and, uh, we'll help out, uh, lots of different charities in this time of year, lots of people who really, really need it. So, uh, it's awesome. I've been working the phones. I've come up with a lot of good ones, which is great and uh, could always use a little bit of help here in the final uh, eight or nine days. So if you know anyone, if you yourself want to help out, let us know. Now, uh, other news, there is no NHL hockey tonight. Uh, We mentioned uh, AJHL action. Uh, Also, you have uh, the NBA continues. And these are the uh, season play-in games which happen uh, during the week, not on the uh, weekends. They have their special courts that are made and everything like that. Um, You have... uh, Lakers and Utah is a late game. Also, Phoenix and Portland, uh, a few years ago, that being considered a barn burner. Uh, not so much right now. I would say that uh, Phoenix, a pretty big, uh, pretty big favorite in, uh, in that game. And the uh, Raptors early on, con man, are getting spanked by Orlando, uh, 49-31. But that's kind of typical of the Raptors. They, they're the opposite of the orders. They start slow and then they storm back. The orders start fast and can't keep a lead. The Orders have scored first, fourth most times in the NHL this year. 11 out of 17 games. Like, they scored 44 out of 82 last year. They're already at 11 out of 17. The problem? Last year, they out of those 44 games where they scored first, they only lost in regulation eight times. This year, they've scored first 11 times, so a quarter. And they've already been... uh scored on six or sorry lost in regulation six times like it should be two if you're based on last year's averages it should be two out of eleven there's six out of eleven that they've lost in regulation when scoring first uh, not good not good at all so have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday evening please drive safe get your lights on folks get your lights on as you drive home that auto thing just turn it there and then your lights are always on it's very easy. It's very safe. Some people, Because as we know, it's uh, winter time in Alberta and it is dark out already before 6 o'clock. On behalf of Connor Halley, Sean Brown, all of our guests, if you missed any of them, uh, Strutty, we had uh, Bill Waters, Dave McCarthy, uh, DVD, Spec, and more. Go to jasongreger.com All the individual interviews are there. And everything is up on the podcast wherever you get it. Spotify, Apple, etc. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching on Orders Nation YouTube Here's a comment. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit or your furnace, of course. Stay warm all winter at legacyheating.ca. Good night. It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca.